0: excited to be talking with paul michael angeli the director of medicine man the stan brock story and audra fitzgerald senior clinic coordinator for remote area medical um the film is wonderful and i would paul let's start with you how did you come to be involved with the film and and why did stan want to tell a story with you
1: with your team if i may say i i think one of the reasons that he chose us instead of these other filmmakers is that That same DIY like startup ethos that Ram had started with, you know, just a pickup truck and Stan himself and some donated drugs and a few dental technicians that were able to volunteer, you know, like just literally three people that drove up into the mountains of Appalachia. He could see a parallel, I think, in the sort of small, independent documentary filmmaking outfit that we were. Uh, We were like kind of guerrilla, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. We didn't have a lot of backing. Um, but we still made it out to the US to meet him and shoot some preliminary footage, and I, I think maybe that he saw, yeah, some sort of parallel in that same spirit that he kind of he kind of liked, I think. And then later on, we grew just like Stan, uh, Ram itself, uh, Remote Area Medical itself. We grew into a larger operation that got a bit of funding, that got more professionals involved, and you know, here we are now, twelve years later. With the film coming out on November the fourteenth at seven hundred screens all across America, so we're very fortunate to have had a similar trajectory as Remote Area Medical itself.
0: That, that's incredible. So that's a twelve-year journey for you to get to to get to the screen. Now is unbelievable.
1: I um, didn't have grey hair when it started. <laughs> the, uh, from the, what I told... told. and my are wife you... hasn't left me either, so it's all it's all <laughs> fine. I'm glad.
0: <laughs> and from what I've heard, we're, when you're bringing a film together, that can add, that can cause that level of stress. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. Um, it's been I've learned a lot. I've learned an awful lot. Absolutely.
0: Um, you know, Audra, you know, your involvement of, is more on the ground, of course, with with Stan. How did you get involved with Ramo's Area Medical, and and what is it about Stan that really uh, that really struck you when you met him?
2: Um, so for me, I didn't actually get to work with Stan a whole lot. Um, I didn't start volunteering with the organization until um, it was actually our hometown clinic um, here in Knoxville, Tennessee, um, until 2018. Um, my background is a is as an licensed optician, and I was looking for volunteer opportunities and. Uh, one of my friends told me about RAM and hadn't heard about them, you know, um, didn't know they existed up until that point, uh, made the decision to go to the Jacob Building Clinic in Knoxville and um, fell in love with it. Um, you know, I volunteered, at I guess, six or seven clinics, um, at which point I became a core volunteer, um, which means that I specialized in various areas of the clinic, all in vision, of course, because um, that's my background. And um, I started traveling with them across the country. And, you know, I realized at that point that this is what I want to do for my career. And this is what I want to do is bring healthcare to to people to be that Band-Aid and help execute that mission that Stan had. And it has touched me so much over the years. Um, it has really been the best thing I've done with my life and couldn't imagine doing anything else.
0: Uh, it's it's so incredible to see the amazing work that Remote Area Medical is doing. It's absolutely amazing, um, especially in a nation without uh universal health care um but uh, paul you know it, from you coming from the outside what was it that you noticed immediately about about the way that ram works and and its impact on the population
1: obviously i come from a country where we have a national health care system so everything that i'm seeing is very alien to me when i when i first come came to sacramento california in um, 2012 but I was aware, to be honest, it wasn't a massive shock because in, in 2011, 2012, the issue of what was happening with the U.S. healthcare system was huge. You know, uh, Obama was in his first term and um, the ACA had been drawn up as a healthcare act. And I think it came into force in 2012. Um, So I can't say I was greatly surprised to find uh, what I what I, what I found, um, but it was interesting to hear that mo- many people I spoke to didn't think there was actually a problem, mm. and I realised that a big um, objective of this project would be to raise that awareness and get people to realise that there was indeed a problem, and uh, over the course of making the film. I think public opinion shifted from like, I'm not sure there's a problem Prove to me there is a problem to I accept there is a problem. But do I want the answer to that problem to be something like universal healthcare? to be something like the national health system that we have in the UK? So that's definitely um, something, uh, something that progressed and developed over the years that I was filming. Um in terms of what I saw with Remote Area Medical that that first time I arrived, um, and the, the way that they function and what stood out about the way they operate, um, it was just the scale of it. I was we were that first shoot we were in California and we were at Cal Expo. They pretty much filled Cal Expo, the largest exhibition center in the in the state. Uh, they filled it with. Um, several lanes of um, like 100 dental chairs, um, vision labs, uh, women's health, um, pap smears, um, mammograms, and and so on. They had tons of equipment and tons of volunteers. It took an army to do it, and they needed to build a small city to make it happen. Mm. And they spent two days building the place, four days running the clinic, and then another two days. On the back end, disassembling the clinic. Um, so the sheer person power required to make one of these events happen was staggering, um, and also just the the resources as well in terms of um, the perishable resources. You know all the drugs that have to be consumed, uh, all the air that needs to be used to do dental uh, procedures um all of the um uh, piping that's required to remove um blood and um detritus from the operations they had a system to like take all the dirty liquid out of the the building um and they had all these other like things laid on obviously they had some really great donors who would put on stuff like um organic snacks mm. and uh, for for the um volunteers that is and, and there was somebody doing um free reiki treatment and free massages as well so you just immediately saw that there's this whole very caring community and network of people that had all come together and they weren't just focused on their core mission of delivering treatments to the patients they were also concerned about the well-being of the medical army of, of all the practitioners who'd come to volunteer, so I thought that was a really nice part of the remote area medical ethos. They also look after the volunteers who do that six day. In the case of Sacramento, it was just six days of commitment. So, yeah, it's a big, big operation.
0: And you know, there's this, there's a scene in the film where um, where Stan is, he's talking about how they had just torn everything down, and this family with two children comes up. And you can just see he can barely get the words out to say they're just too late and when i hear you talk about this operation like this is this is not just hey we roll in and set up a couple of tables Mm. this is a six day six day like landing yeah and and yet the problem still can't be solved
1: by but it helps it helps some people in these moments Um, It is to think that such a well-organized, large operation happening in 40 states now, I think, mm. still isn't enough. Um, And Stan was always very clear about this. He always said, I'm not trying to say that this is the answer to the problems in the US healthcare system. Um, That needs to happen at a higher level. And that's why he was so keen to, as well as doing all of that, he was keen to communicate with um, politicians and campaigners and make sure that they knew what was happening on the ground and they could report to their audiences, be it the general public or to fellow campaigners, about what was happening. And that the, the solution would require more than a million remote area medical clinics all over the US. That, that was only ever going to be... A sticking plaster as Stan put it. What they really what you know America really needs is some sort of reconfiguration of the system. Yeah. No, Stan never said that was about universal healthcare or whatever. What we and Stan are all about is increasing people's access to healthcare. But we don't want to get caught up in um debates that are about all oh, the private sector versus the public sector, government versus corporations. That's really not like a health that doesn't seem to have been a healthy area of debate on this topic. Um, much like Stan, we want our presentation of the healthcare issues to kind of transcend the politics of it. We want people to see to see it's a human rights issue that uh, everybody is entitled to.
0: See, I love that aspect of the film, and and it's so staggering to me. There's this couple, as as we're watching it. And they use the term unconstitutional i mean that maybe that's not the couple that is but the couple and, and one woman is saying you know even if it affected me i wouldn't want this and I, and I don't understand that and audra i am just wondering like you're on the ground what is about healthcare itself like just it does it just like again i'm canadian <laughs> so i grew up with this i admit it i'm genuinely asking what is it about the battle of healthcare that that people can't seem to get around it as a human rights issue and, and view it as unconstitutional?
2: Um, you know, I'm not really sure why that is. Um Bram, you know, is just here to continue to provide free quality healthcare um to these communities who desperately need it. And, you know, we're just a band aid. We're not the answer. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's I fair. Mean, not China. As an outsider, if you will permit me to speak, and I do think you should ask permission because Stan was also an outsider and he was also careful not to make people feel as though he was, like, dictating views from the outside. But there's, as an outsider, there's a sequence in the film where we show what every president since Franklin Delano Roosevelt has said about the issue of healthcare and the idea is not to like take political sides but simply to show people that over the years healthcare has been a political football that's been kicked back and forth and that process has not done the issue any good at all from what i can see i don't think that's really helped anybody um so yeah we just want to say let's let's depoliticize the issue And make sure that everybody's pushing for better health care provision, regardless of what their normal political point of view is. And that's what Stan was all about. He always I said to Stan, hey, you know, for example, Stan um, made friends with Bernie Sanders, but he also made friends with um, other politicians, Republican politicians, Democratic politicians. And I would say to him. oh oh, well why don't you go more boldly in one direction and he'd be like he'd say like well what's the sense of that you know the country's split pretty much 50 50 why would i want to lose like half of my volunteers or half of my donors he said that's just not the right message that the best way is just to be this like unifying force that brings everybody together and that's the way we'll get as many of these clinics done as possible and i think he was right because as you'll see in the film we go to various locations with various demographics clearly like the people in the film have various uh, political backgrounds but when it comes to this issue of healthcare they all come together and unite and make these clinics happen and it, it, it it's a wonderful thing in that regard um as an outsider again I wanted to remind the American people of what they can achieve when they get together because for uh, many of uh, many countries on the outside of the United States still look to the United States as this incredibly powerful influential force for good in the world f- a force for good. Um, and I I just worry that America has, Doubted itself a little bit on, on that that ability to make change, positive change.
0: I love that you talk about the power of together because it sort of it comes across in the film, like you and and again, like you said earlier, this this is a human rights issue as opposed to a political issue. So this should this this applies to everyone regardless of political stance, um, which is why it's so staggering. Again, as an outsider to to see this this division over this, but. Um, I we're running out of time. I just want to say thank you so much uh to you both because it is a wonderful film um uh, that really speaks to some powerful issues and I really appreciate the chance to talk about them with you. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Come and see the film November the fourteenth. Absolutely. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much to you both. Have a great day.
1: Thank you. Bye bye.
0: Thanks. Bye bye.